0: We got a sponsor alert. Sponsor alert. We have sponsor alert. There you
1: go. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. We need an air horn. So, this episode of the Friends of the Rant podcast is brought to you by Cindy Ortiz. Cindy is a managing broker at Sanford's Caldwell Banker Advantage office, where she specializes in helping first time home buyers, selling newly built homes, and military and corporate relocation. Cindy has spent the last 15 years working with buyers, sellers, and builders and understands all the things it takes to help her clients cross the finish line. Cindy's favorite thing about real estate is finding the perfect home for her buyers. She says there's no feeling like watching her clients' eyes light up when they see their dream home for the first time. She's also a military spouse and knows the challenges facing military families as they relocate to our area. For a private consultation, call or text Cindy at 919-770-6372 or visit her online at www.homescba.com. Thank Ooh. you, Cindy.
0: Thank I you. bought two houses from Cindy. Yeah? So, well, sort of. Sort of. People who work at her office. Um, yeah. They they were good, good people. They helped me. They didn't just sell the house to me. They showed me what was wrong with some houses that I was interested in and took care of me. And I really enjoyed my experience.
1: They didn't sell you a house. They helped you buy a house. That's right. So when you said they... They New told
0: pretty, you some of the little, things that yeah, were but, wrong with houses you were looking at. <laughs> that's actually pretty big because, you know, your average—not your average, but like a, a seedy real estate agent would try to sweep some of those things under the rug, wouldn't they?
2: Yeah, and we were as long as they're looking, getting the
0: commission. Yeah, we we actually looked at some houses that were more expensive than the ones we bought, and uh, I mean, not that they recommended not to get them, but you know, we we determined that they weren't the perfect fit for us, I guess, after kind of going in depth with them. And yeah, I I enjoyed my experience with my real. Thank you, Cindy, for, uh, for, for um, sponsoring our podcast. And if you would like to also sponsor friends of the rant podcast, just let us know, you know how to reach us. Uh, We are, um, we are, Appreciative of all of our advertisers, and I know Cindy's been with us in the printed publication for several months now, and so we appreciate everybody. And uh, good luck to all of you who uh, advertise with us. We hope it's paying dividends, and that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I'm a terrible salesman, Gordon. You and I have talked before. Uh,
1: yeah, I don't understand this, why how... you why you started laughing when you said you hope it's paying dividends. Because I mean. What's funny about that?
0: You and I have had conversations (laughs) before about just how terrible we would be if we were the ones that had to go out and sell ads and how, you know, if someone said no, we would just hang our head, say thank you, and kind of just shuffle out
1: the door immediately. I'd be apologizing (laughs) before they said no. (laughs) Right? Do you want to?
0: I'd be telling him all the bad things about advertising with Rant. <laughs>
1: you you, you guys really answer. don't want this. Yeah, you dude. don't have to do this. Let me just go.
0: <laughs> I know your advertising dollars are special to you. And, uh, you know, the newspaper industry is a dying industry. <laughs> hey, man, I'd, just I'd go shut into all that. <laughs> 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 oh. Jordan, uh, this is a unique episode in that you went solo on the interview, on our uh, on our interview this week. Tell us who you talked to and tell us everything you said. Um, that, pretty much give us a 30-minute description of the 30-minute interview.
1: I interviewed Bob Joyce, who has been, until recently, the Economic Development Director of the Sanford Area Growth Alliance, but he has transitioned into a role as a as sort of a smaller role as um, business retention as he transitions toward retirement. It's part of a bigger shakeup at, at Saga where some people changed roles. And we talked about that and what it means for Sanford, what the last few years of economic development have been like. And then we just absolutely, since it was just the two of us, jumped into bashing the two of you guys.
0: Hmm. Oh, cool. That's, kind of,
1: that's what I would have
0: done. So, uh, yeah. so, wow, man. Bob, <laughs> had talk some, about?
1: <laughs> Bob had some good zingers for you particularly, Billy. Oh, I bet. I can't no, wait for you to hear uh, the interview.
0: Yeah. I can't wait to hear it too. Did you ever bring up the time that I fired you in it? <laughs> <laughs> good screaming, everybody. Ooh. Nope. Does,
1: so does I beat you
0: to the punch this week. <laughs> yes, you yeah, did. I count.
1: <laughs> yes, you did. I guess I'll have to. God, I can't bring it up again. No, one time you've stolen it from me, just like you stole my job. Uh, ah. Yeah! Yeah!
0: <laughs> Good screaming, everybody. Um. Okay. Well, I'm excited to to listen to it. I'm going to listen to it like a fan this time, and not someone that had to sit through it the first time.
1: Our guest today is Bob Joyce with the Sanford Area Growth Alliance. And the reason that we have Bob on is there's been some recent changes, including his job. And I just thought it would be a good time to uh, to talk about those changes and what they mean for you guys as an organization and what they mean for
2: Sanford and Lee County in general. Uh, Thanks, Gordon. Good morning. Uh, It's good to be with you. Um, Yes, we, uh, we have had some changes up here um, and uh, uh, precipitated, I think by uh, um, my impending uh, retirement. Um, And a lot of people have asked me now, are are you leaving or, uh, but my, My plan is to uh, uh, slow down somewhat, Um, and uh, that had actually been the plan for about a year now that um, we would uh, switch my roles to uh, the the existing business uh, role uh, and not new business recruitment. So uh, beginning in January, uh, I'll be working three days a week. Not sure which three days that's going to be. And I'm sure some weeks it'll be uh, different. Uh, But uh, I'll be calling on our existing businesses. And uh, Mike Smith is going to to, uh, take the role of economic development director.
1: Which is what you had been doing,
2: right? That's correct. Okay. Um, uh, Mike, as you know, has uh, uh, over 20 years experience in economic development. Uh, He's worked at the state level. Uh, he's been the president of uh, the, the Economic Developers Association in North Carolina. Uh, a long, uh, deep experience. Uh, he's going to be great. Uh, we're really excited about having Mike take that role. And then uh, Jimmy Randolph is going to be moving into the role of uh, CEO of Saga. So uh, he had previously been doing the economic development um a portion of the economic development part, but also the business retention of uh, calling on existing business roles. So uh, so it's it's been kind of fruit basket turnover, uh, but we're excited about uh, everybody kind of landing in the right spot. It certainly is uh, something I look forward to uh, next year. So
1: talk about what the differences in your responsibilities will be. The last, how many years you've been working to recruit new business and now... And well, I want to pivot there actually because you've been you've been particularly good at it. The last uh, the last twelve twenty four months or so have been really big for Lee County in terms of new business recruitment. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
2: I, I certainly don't mind talking about it because we have had a <laughs> we've had a great uh, run here for the last twenty four months. Certainly, um, it, it's um, it's the culmination of a lot of work. Um, as you know, we we uh, we really began. This work with the second century uh, report, uh, fundraising uh, that we did in 2007 when the economy fell off the cliff in 2008, we kind of put everything on hold. And then uh, Bob Hute's retirement in 2013 as our economic developer kind of precipitated a new look at uh, how we were doing economic development, the role of the chamber, uh, the role of a uh, a professional economic developer. So we decided to, to do the merger, which created Saga. Uh, we, we became fully operational in uh, in 2015. Um, I was asked to move from my role in uh, at the Chamber of Commerce into the economic development role. And, uh, you know, it was a perfect fit for me. Uh, and, and I feel so uh, grateful to have been put in this spot um, at a time when all of our community, I think was working toward that goal. We, we have been waiting uh, for this growth for 40 years. We've prepared for it. Uh, we've prepared very well for it. And I think um, we, we built an organization to take advantage of the assets we had in the community. Uh, we, we had support of the county commissioners, uh, the, the city council of Sanford, the town council in Broadway, uh, the the other uh, groups that are involved in economic development, airport, community college, school system, just so many partners came together. So the last uh, the last twenty four months have been really something. Really something.
1: Yeah. So it's what is it something like eleven hundred new jobs and six hundred and eighty million dollars
2: in tax based growth, and that's all yes, commercial. It is, and um, and what we've seen is. Uh, um, I think uh, certainly the, the Pfizer uh, announcement was the, the major step forward, uh, a half a billion dollars in investment uh, at, at that campus. And uh, for those folks who are watching that, uh, you know, have been around Sanford a long time, you know, we've had uh, drug manufacturing on that uh, on that plot of land for 35 years. Uh, mm-hmm. William H. Rohrer Company, uh, you know, was here back in the 80s and, uh, and uh, very gratifying to see um, lots of changes. Uh, we, we have had over a 1,000 people employed on that campus. It shrank down to about 400. We were concerned we might lose Pfizer as a, as a company here. Um, but they made a big investment with uh, Bamboo, mm-hmm. uh, which we, we announced in 2017. And then on top of that, of course, this very, very large announcement. Uh, of a half a billion dollars. So uh, our campus is a cutting edge drug research and gene therapy, and uh, plus the vaccine production that we do uh, on campus, which we've always done and and done very well. So uh, Pfizer was the first big step. uh, And then of course, we've had had good success with others, uh, Barat Forge, Audentes Therapeutics, and and through six this year, uh, plus a host of others.
1: And so, back to my question about, you know, going from all that work you've done in the last five years, what what is your what is your role look like now in terms of
2: retaining existing business? Uh, I guess I'm I'm so lucky to uh, have had uh, several different jobs in my career. I've been on the private side and the public side, but I, I, f- I feel that everything I've done has prepared me for. Uh, the path that I'm on right now. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a Stanford native. um, uh, And it, uh, I certainly, uh, because our community has grown dramatically in in the time that I've lived here, I don't know everybody, but I know a lot of people. uh, So it it really helps me in uh, in what will be my new role. So uh, beginning in January, uh, new business recruitment will be Mike and Jimmy Uh, I'll certainly still be involved in that, but I'll focus uh, on calling on existing industry. So um, I'll give you a couple of examples. Um, The state has some very aggressive programs in uh, import-export assistance. Uh, They provide money. uh, They provide uh, um, uh, some uh, uh, other programs uh, using our ports and our airports uh, to, uh, to help North Carolina businesses get their product to the customer and get supplies uh, from their supply chain uh, here to Sanford. So uh, I'll be working with our existing businesses to try to figure out if we can help them in any way, uh, find uh, better suppliers, uh, closer suppliers, maybe even bring some of those suppliers uh, to Sanford. And then uh, when they make their product here or their service is we'll try and help them get that. Uh, to market in a more efficient way mm-hmm. um, we have some very unique uh, products uh, by the way the uh, the North Carolina chamber uh, sent out a survey yesterday I think that uh, we will probably uh, resend that out today but they um, they had some high-level nominations for the most unique product made in North Carolina and uh, there were there's a, a lengthy description of what qualifies a product as unique. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it has to do with the, the reach of the product plus the uniqueness of it. We had a couple of, of, uh, products that are made, uh, close to us, uh, uh make the list, um, uh, uh fruitcakes at, uh, at Southern season made oh, the yeah. list as one of the most unique, but, uh, here in Lee County, uh, skid steer loaders at Caterpillar made the list. Oh, so, nice. uh, so the chamber is asking for uh, a vote to uh, identify the, the top three most unique products made uh, in North Carolina. And, uh, and so I would encourage everybody to uh, go online when you see that poll and vote for Caterpillar so we can uh, uh, get some more uh, publicity for our top employer. Great. Um, it's, um, I think one of the, the unique things about us is we have such a broad um, roster of companies here. We we of course are, have long and deep history in manufacturing, but we uh, we also um, uh, ha- have a, a lot of service industry now. So we're we're seeing more and more business services here. I think we'll see that sector grow. So we we have a lot of uh, we have a lot of opportunity.
1: It sounds like you know the the title. For you know, business existing business retention sounds almost reactive, but the way you describe it, it sounds like actually a pretty proactive job. Like you're going out and and seeking out opportunities to, to help people.
2: We certainly will be reacting uh, to uh, to what we learn. Um, uh, an example: I had a meeting uh, this week where I had a, a, one of our large manufacturers that uh, mentioned a particular item in their supply chain, and they were having some difficulties. Uh, this is something that, that uh, of course, uh, you, you have reported on and we, we've all seen in the news that, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the supply chain to China has really stretched us pretty thin here, particularly mm-hmm. with COVID-19. Um, so this particular uh, uh, part of, of uh, product here comes from China, and they're looking for of uh, uh, American sources. So, uh, yes, that, that part certainly is reactive. We go out, we're going to interview folks, we're going to find out their needs, and then we're going to see what we can find. Uh, but then I, I do think that we have some opportunity to be very proactive uh, with our folks here. We've, we've got some cutting-edge things going on uh, in, uh, in a lot of our industries. Uh, for example, with uh, two folks, Car- uh, Cargo Control and set. Uh, both make very unique uh products uh for the shipping uh industry and also for uh for manufacturing in safety harnesses and tie down straps and it's a uh it's kin to the textile industry so we we have a lot of uh uh certainly expertise in our area with n c state's uh school of wilson school of textiles being one of the top textile schools in the world uh so that uh uh, uh, tie in with uh, with NC State will certainly help us in, uh, um, you know, bringing bringing more cutting edge things like that uh, to our community.
1: Yeah, wow, wow. Um, so, talk a little bit about going forward. I know that you can't talk about any active projects or anything like that, but as you step away from the recruitment side of things, how do you? see the next few years playing out for Lee County and Sanford in terms of, in terms of the things that we've seen the last couple of years, can we expect more
2: or should we expect more? Uh, We we should expect more. And I think we will. And, and certainly it's, um, it's unusual to have a a two year, 18 month, two year period like we've just had Um, not Mm -hmm. certain we can duplicate that again. Sure. But uh, I think we've worked really hard to prepare our product. So we we have uh, we have land available, and you know there's a lot of land in North Carolina, and and at at uh, at discount prices. Uh, but in a, it takes much more than that, and I think that we have um, we've got this product development uh, environment here where we've we've not only have land, but we have the infrastructure available. We have water, we have sewer, we have electric power, we have natural gas. We have telecommunications uh, assets. We um, we have the, the education uh, and and workforce development systems that, that are really working together. Um, so I, I I think our we are we are built uh, to to have more success in terms of projects. Um, you know, Gordon, we thought we'd slow down a little bit. Uh huh. Um, but we worked right through the spring. We had a lot of activity in May and June and July was particularly busy. Um, So, so far this year, we've worked uh, 58 projects. Wow. Now that could be something as simple as just, we get an email. Um, do you have a building, uh, like this? And we, you know, send back some information. Yes, we do. Or no, we don't. Um, But we've had 58 opportunities to respond to a a project, which is on par with what we had last year. So um, we did see a slowdown last month. August was definitely slower uh, than the last couple of years. So um, I I think uh, we we hope that uh, the activity in the last 10 days uh, in in the month of September uh, has certainly picked up. Mm-hmm. So, again, as you mentioned, I can't talk about project specifics, but I can tell you that most of the projects we get are manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, it is our, uh, it's the thing we do best. It's uh, what we are trained to do here. Uh, it's what our community college knows uh, best. It's, uh, we, we have the facilities. We have the uh, instructors. We, we can prepare our workforce to do manufacturing. And uh, so we we target advanced manufacturing companies. Of course, we are targeting life science. Um, we, because of our proximity to Raleigh, uh, we are able to attract talent from all over the world mm-hmm. to come to Central North Carolina. And as you know, um, Pfizer and Audentes both depend on the Triangle area workforce. Uh, uh, certainly, all of the people that work at, at uh, our our two leading pharmaceutical companies uh, uh, do not live in Lee County, uh, but um, uh, those great jobs uh, which some people commute to do um, are uh, are great jobs for us. So uh, uh, we we've had great uh, tax base uh, out of uh, out of those uh, two companies. So uh, we 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 will continue to work on trying to get uh, life science companies in here. And
1: um, that goes back to something you mentioned about the way that we train our workforce locally. There are certainly jobs available at those places that that you can go to CCCC and become qualified for. So, you know, yeah, there's this idea that these people don't work here, but that that's not, it's not necessarily true and it doesn't have to be true. Those jobs, there are many
2: jobs available for Sanford people who are interested in them. Exactly right, and our our community college is uh, the um, historically uh, we were the first uh, to uh, develop a bioprocessing two year curriculum. Mm-hmm. So we do have um, a, a two year uh, degree program in bioprocessing uh, that uh, where where we do produce workforce for both Pfizer and Audentes. Um, and certainly other places in the triangle as well. Mm-hmm. And those are very, very uh, good paying jobs um, and, uh, and jobs for the future. Uh, so um, uh, very pleased that, um, you know, that, that our community colleges just uh, really um, stepped forward and, and uh, built facilities. You know, we have that new health sciences center mm-hmm. out there next to the civic center uh, and and had the, had the voters of Lee County uh, not passed that bond referendum several years ago that allowed us to, uh, to build that building, we would not have been able to recruit Audente's therapeutics. So uh, that, that's a very important step for us.
1: Speaking of bonds, and this may be a little bit of a pivot, but speaking of bonds, I'm curious about your view. Maybe you don't have to say whether you support it or not, but of how transformational something like a sports complex that's on the ballot in November could be.
2: The uh, the Saga Board has gone on record in support of the the uh, sports complex okay. bond referendum, so I can say uh, unequivocally, we we are absolutely uh, in favor of it. Uh, in my conversations with our local industries, uh, they believe it helps them dramatically uh, recruit uh, labor into Lee County. That uh, those kinds of community amenities are what young families are looking for when they choose a community to live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, that uh, the, the opportunity for us to uh, ask the voters again to support something like this um, will be a real uh, boom for us uh, long-term. Uh, I, th- I think it will definitely help us recruit uh, talented young people to move to our community um, and, and, uh, and raise their families here. Great, great. Well tell me um is
1: it is it difficult to to step back a little bit from all that you've been doing the
2: last few years? Uh I, I'd have to say yes. This is such an exciting job. Um uh you you uh, I have learned so much at you know here at the end of my career uh, about uh the the um the the modern uh method of economic development and it, it has changed so much in the last five years. Uh, this the uh, speed uh, with which business moves these days has dramatically increased. Uh, we talk to uh, we talk to company CEOs, uh, site consultants every day uh, about um, uh, you know what we have available here, and uh, and all of their questions uh, are how quickly can we. Get the land cleared. How quickly could we start construction? How quickly can we begin the hiring process? Mm-hmm. So I, I think uh, companies now are focused so much on, uh, particularly public companies, they're focused uh, rightly or wrongly, they're focused on quarterly results for shareholders. Sure. And those shareholders, when when their boards of directors decide to deploy capital and take a risk to build a new factory. Develop a new product line. They want to get moving and get that product to market as quickly as possible. So it's very exciting. Um, it it's a it's an adrenaline rush to uh, to be involved in these big projects like Bright Forge. Um, so I, I will definitely miss that. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But as you said, there you'll probably still have some involvement in that
2: process in the next couple of years as you as you scale back. I hope so. And, uh, you know, I've, I've developed, um, such a great, uh, t- a team and it, you know, this is a team sport. It's not a, it's not an individual sport. Um, mm-hmm. we have, uh, we have a great team at the County, at the city, at the town of Broadway, in all the departments in, um, in County government, we are across the hall from Don Kovaskitz and the GIS folks. We depend so heavily on them, uh, to help us produce exhibits, maps, mm-hmm. um, uh, statistical exhibits, uh, uh, downstairs from us, uh, Marshall, uh, Marshall, uh, Downey and, um, uh, uh, and, uh, his group in planning zoning, uh, they are such a big help to us. Having this one-stop shop in the buggy factory has been, uh, a, a real asset. Um, so, uh, uh, we, we've got a great team and, uh, and, and I, I think we've we've got a lot of a uh, lot of opportunity.
1: You mentioned Don; he is an absolute wizard with that GIS stuff. Golly, you are right about that. So I've I've called him asking questions about things I found on the the GIS map that I didn't understand, and he—it's just amazing what he's capable of.
2: That's one thing that our county commissioner should be commended for. Uh, we we made an investment in a lot of the software that Don uses. Uh, we have a, a much more robust system than a lot of other counties uh, because we paid to buy it and Don's yeah. team is a, is a great team he's got uh, he's got the best group over there and and they can they can really if you can if you can describe to them what you want they can come up with it and put it on a map it's yeah. really neat
1: It's fascinating it's fascinating. Well, Bob, I think I, I, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but, um, is there anything that you'd like to say that I haven't asked you about or anything you'd like to close with?
2: Well, certainly, um, I, I'd, I'd like to, uh, to just thank the community for, um, for the support they've shown Saga. The business community has really, um, really stepped up and supported us not only, um, uh, with their words, but with their resources. Uh, you know, we've, we've, uh, we began a capital campaign uh, to raise private money uh, to support economic development efforts. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had to, we had to pause the campaign during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, We have restarted that uh, uh, quietly and, uh, and have been very grateful uh, for the support that we've received. So, you know, we, we, um, we can't do what we do without the resources to uh, uh, travel Uh, to uh, call on site consultants Uh, we have not been able to do that the last six months but I think we will soon and uh, I just like to thank the the business community and then all the people that I've worked with um, in economic development boy as I said it's a team sport it's been a it's been a great great five years in this seat and then five years before that in the in the chamber role Um, we've, we've got such a a focused community now everybody uh, wants to see us grow in the in a smart way. I think we're uh, we, we don't want to see um, uh, unmanageable growth. Um, I think everybody is uh, has a good vision of, of uh, Sanford and and maintaining the quality of life we love. we love uh, but still uh, growing so that our children and grandchildren will have a place to live and play and work. great. Great. Well, thank you, Bob.
1: So I, I made a note of, of something that we could talk about. This, In this case, it's actually a story that was in the Sanford Herald that we didn't get. Um, they had a story today that the Sanford Police Department found an unidentified dead body back in July. And the body had significantly decomposed. I think it was mostly bone material. Wow. And I first caught wind of it this morning. Uh, There was a Facebook post going around from some guy. I have no idea who he is, but it had information about this, but it was all wrong. Like it said that the body was found in a place that it wasn't. And I reached out to SPD this morning to try to find out if I could confirm this and have not received a response. But then I looked at the Sanford Herald and good job on them. They had a front page story about it, but how, do you find a dead body and then not report it for a month and a half?
0: So I'm confused. Then somebody found the body and then didn't report to police or police found the body and didn't make it public.
1: I believe it was some type of contractors who found the body and they alerted law enforcement. And to my knowledge, it was not made public until yesterday.
0: Wow. I have not read the
1: story so I yeah, have the, no idea the, what you're talking about. The bo- the body is unidentified. Um, doesn't appear to match any existing Where where at, reports. do you know? It was off Broadway Road on Charlin Drive, which is as I understand it if you're heading toward Broadway on Broadway Road, it's off to the right sort of in the area where Olympic Fitness was.
0: Do we have a lot of missing persons cases? I, mean, I don't know.
1: I'd like to find out, but the, the police told the Sanford Herald that this, uh, this doesn't appear to match any of the known missing persons cases that they have.
0: Yeah. Cause I've seen a lot on social media this week about a, one particular missing persons case, uh, like a 31 year old man. And, uh, but that seems a lot more recent than if you were to say this body's been there for a while and, is well, they, you know, I th- I unidentifiable think, now.
1: I think the story said that they believed the body had been there for like as long as a year, maybe more because it was, I think really just bone matter.
2: Mm. Wow.
1: So that's pretty that's... wild. And, and it said that the body appeared to have been disturbed by some kind of wild animal and, as John, you would say, that probably means there's some coyote out there who has what they, oh, what yeah. they call the taste. <laughs> the taste. So so that's not good. <laughs> we Man, never did,
0: did do that coyote story, guys. Come May on. he or she rest in peace, of course. Absolutely. I we mean, gotta do the coyote story. We, we can save your your coyote stand-up humor for, uh... <laughs> <I'm> just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm a little drunk, guys. Are you really? Well, no, two no, thirty really. on Friday. <laughs> I, mean, I should be. No, I'm.
1: I'm kind delirious, lacking sleep, and all that. But uh, it's deadline time for your other publication.
0: It is. It is, and uh, there's a lot more pages that go into that publication. So it's September 11th, you guys. It sure is all day. We should we should share our stories from that fateful day. So hey. Were you guys now you guys were not in the newspaper industry but where were you
1: I was a senior well if you call the
0: college newspaper is news news Yeah I was
1: I was assistant sports editor for the East Carolinian in Greenville North Carolina but I don't remember writing anything about September 11th for that publication
0: So next year's going
1: to be the big year for this next year will be the 20th anniversary
0: I recall the 10th anniversary was a big deal. I think we were all still at the Herald then, most of us. <laughs>
1: <Sorry>. No, <laughs> no. You, you you had fired me about a year and a half before. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Good screaming, everybody. Anyway, um,
0: yeah, so next year's the big one. This is the 19th anniversary. But um, it's interesting because yesterday my uh, son, Drew, who was in the second grade, I'm sorry, third grade. Oh, my Lord. He's in the third grade. Um, I heard his teacher talking about it to them. And then today the uh, Bullock Elementary had a gentleman on who um, was in the Marines at the time. And his uh, carrier went straight to New York right after it happened. So he was, you know, he arrived in New York when the smoke was still there and, and all that. So it was interesting, though, just hearing them talk about this historic moment to kids yeah. who have zero no. grasp of you know what this was. And I, I asked my wife, I said, well should we show them? It was interesting seeing uh it being taught to kids that have that to them this is history. Like to us, uh the assassination of JFK was history. It's about the same. See, I guess I was born 13 years after that. And that you know, our my kids were born roughly 13 years after um 911. So uh you know in that in that time yeah. you know, to me, my parents remembered j f k assassination. My mom was actually living in Irving, Texas, um less than half an hour away from where it happened, and she remembers it very vividly and then you know I have my nine eleven memories, but I just I'm curious how it's being taught in history classes, high school, college, you know college students today were were either just born or were toddlers when this happened. I so just wonder my, what history will tell about it. My daughter had the same experience that uh, her teacher today was talking about it. Am I muted? I'm not no, muted. No, you're good. Okay. <laughs> we're just not listening. <laughs> okay, no, Sorry. it popped up and said something. Anyway, uh, so yeah, they were talking about it, and her teacher was like, "Oh, I was in kindergarten at Tramway Elementary oh when God. it happened." <laughs> <laughs> good God. And, <laughs> Her and teacher doesn't like, remember it. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so old. And she was like, and then la- later Clara was like, How old were you? And I was like, I was a junior in college. And she was like, What? You're that much older than Miss West. <laughs> yeah. But wow. Yeah, she was a she was a kindergartner. So you're saying Frimway. that the teachers who are teaching this history don't remember this history. Yeah. Either. Ain't that crazy? It's crazy. Uh, I was. But they didn't talk about it too much. I, I thought I thought they did a good job. It, it, you know it's probably not the time to learn about that type thing. I was listening it's to something. the radio when it happened, and uh, by the time the second one hit, the radio hosts were you know obviously figuring out what was happening. And by the time I was working at a newspaper, and like Gordon, I was in sports, but I was at a small daily newspaper. When I walked in, everyone was gathered around a TV. And so when I, as soon as I walked in is when the the building fell. And I only bring this up because we were a newspaper that did not have AP service access, server access. And so all of our photos were local photos. Everything was, you know, we had to write all of our stuff. We had no AP wire to use. And while all so you made a model, didn't you? <laughs> no, while all these newspapers around the country were having these, you know, really poignant uh, front pages, um, our editor sent the photographer out to the high school where there was a security guard in a golf cart sitting in front of the entrance. And on September twelfth, that image was our cover photo. <laughs> <laughs> school security ramped up, and it was a security guard in a golf cart. <laughs> Appaloosas <laughs> high secured. <laughs> I don't know. I was I was in Texas, but remember uh, remember yeah, how scary it was. It was scary. I mean, I wasn't. I ain't scared. <laughs> it was just like unbelievable.
1: I remember thinking they, but, we were all going to get drafted. I yeah. remember. I but thought I that re- too. We were of age. Yeah, yeah, I also remember driving around that day driving around Greenville and it was one of those days where it just everybody felt more connected everywhere you went, you know, you couldn't look at a stranger yeah. and well, you, you could look at a stranger and know that they were thinking a lot of the same things as you. That's a, yeah. that's a weird feeling that doesn't happen very often.
0: No. And, and that feeling was a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fear. Like you said, we, we were nowhere near New York yet. How many of you like kind of, almost cringed a little bit when you heard one of the few planes that were flying over, over those next yeah. few weeks, fly over, you know, every, how many times did you imagine the the tall building you were in being yeah. the one that got hit? It was, it was, you, know, you talk about what COVID's doing to people's anxiety these days. You go back I to remember. September 11th and just the way the, the overall fear of everything. You crazy. think that COVID will compare to that? I mean, it's pretty outrageous too, you know, it really is. is. I think just in pure impact, it would be. It is. uh, It's uh, tough to say that only 20 years ago, we were a less cynical society, but I feel like we're (laughs) more cynical now. We're more, um, everything's a lot more politically motivated now. Although I, you know, I I guess it's always been throughout history, but it's like what Gordon said, 9-11 is one of those few instances where everybody was, at least for a month or two, was on the same page. Yeah.
1: I remember Didn't like six six weeks after it was my final college Halloween, and I remember people being like, there's going to be a terrorist attack in downtown Greenville on Halloween. Yeah. No, there isn't. <laughs> yeah, the same they, they, thing, they in were, Chapel Hill. <laughs> they would not pick Greenville or Chapel Hill. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. Like, really? <laughs> uh,
1: See, and then like – World Trade right, Center, White House – um <laughs> pantana bobs and a gun <laughs> <Sutton's laughs> <Drugstore. laughs> smith hall uh, yeah. on
0: september 11th they they drug tvs on those carts out into the pit which is like the big area at school like chapel hill and like the whole campus was there watching these little tvs <laughs> like everybody just wanted to be together or something you know yeah but then like i was working at the paper the the uh, school paper and the um anthrax thing happened like two months later remember that mm-hmm.
2: oh, yeah. that
0: was even sc- scarier <laughs> everybody was like am i am i am i safe to open this letter <laughs> new <laughs> have, york times have... washington post daily Tar Heel. <laughs> yeah daily <Tar> Heel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in an apartment by myself and i probably was stuck to uh well, you know whatever station 20 everything was 24-hour news for like the next two weeks and yeah. I rarely ever left my couch. I was glued to the TV, and just in in complete awe of everything that was happening. I remember I had moved to Houston the next year or later that year, and was covering a lot of the one year anniversary stuff. And even then, it's it was a different time. Just uh, uh, just I don't know. You know, I think twenty years we're we're a much different country now but uh, even even the year after it was uh it was quite a sight to cover some of these events and um you know a huge military impact that it had and i guess you know it all led to iraq eventually and afghanistan and and that's where the everything kind of turned political once again you know why are we attacking these countries why are we doing this and the division came you know, soaring back, but, uh, but yeah, for, for, for a little bit, it was, uh, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Remember we thought that like they'd catch him like in two months and, and it took like 10 years, but yeah, uh, you know, I mentioned, uh, just how things change, but then you go back and think about, um, security at airports now and you think about, uh, just all all the changes that resulted from that. So to ask a question, will will COVID have the same impact? I think it will. It's just uh, a bit slower. You know, we've lost 180,000 people to COVID-19, but there's something to be said about it all happening at once that makes it a more impactful event. I think losing 180,000 people is terrible, uh, but that's happened over six months. And for some reason, for some reason it's different. I can't explain why it's different. It's, it's 90 times the people, or I don't know what the (laughs) math is there. 60 times the people, but yet it's different because of, uh, you know, just the way it happened and who made it happen and all that kind of stuff.
1: Well, and one of these we saw coming and the damage was greater and one of them came out of nowhere and, uh, I guess it's like the difference between growing up in California and experiencing earthquakes and then moving out here and experiencing hurricanes and saying, well, what's so bad? You see it, you know, it's coming and then it hits yeah. and it does all the damage anyway. And there's like not much you can do.
0: Were you in, were you in San Francisco in the 94 quake or 93, 92? 89. <laughs> that was close. Yeah. <laughs> there, yeah, no, it was the yeah. it was the year of the Bash Brothers. I
1: should have known that. Yeah, yeah. I had um, I had moved from Northern California to Southern California a couple months before that earthquake, um, but my dad was still living in the Bay Area, the South Bay. That that earthquake was mostly San Francisco, or well, the the epicenter was San Francisco, but he felt it and felt it big in San Jose, which is several miles to the south of San Francisco. Thing. I was in Southern California in 93 or 94 when, what was the name of that earthquake? OJ. Anyway, or
0: Northridge.
1: Northridge, <laughs> Northridge. OJ. <laughs> the, the OJ earthquake. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I remember Why feeling, don't earthquakes have names? <laughs> um, I just, I remember feeling that one, but not very strongly. I was several miles.
0: Did y'all feel the one a few weeks ago? I was no, driving I was, when
1: that happened. I was, I was, was too.
0: I don't think you feel it when you drive. I don't know. Maybe that's a thing. <laughs>
1: What's earthquake in, in feel your like? car. There's is a the room shakes.
0: Is that wild? It? Really?
1: Yeah. It's crazy.
2: Yeah.
0: But isn't <laughs> it, I've never been in one. What I hear from people is, uh it's just a complete utter feeling of helplessness. Like you can't stop it. It's, just, stuff's going to fall around you. And again, no warning, but also at least with a hurricane, you can, you have time to prepare and go somewhere and and all that with an earthquake. It's just like, well, (laughs) here we are, you know, right. Got to do what you got to do. And then, uh, and then it's over, but.
1: It's disorienting. It takes you a second to realize what's going on. And then usually it's, It's over with pretty quickly
0: okay well let's do our tragedy list then all right tragedy list 9-11 hit the theme 9-11 number one what do you think
1: (laughs) sure yeah Yeah, 9-11 was a bad one better than
0: bigger than COVID
1: wait how far are we going
0: back our lifetimes or American history American history let's do American history
1: more people have died from COVID than 9-11 COVID's in the top five Covid's Definitely. pretty bad.
0: Would you call like world wars and things tragedy? Oh
1: yeah. Civil okay. war.
0: The I well to even minimize the civil war has the bombing be. of Pearl Harbor.
1: Yeah. That was a bad one.
0: The Civil War <laughs> or would you say the assassination of Abraham Lincoln?
1: Well, the assassination of any president I think is a tragedy. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: Maybe this is too <laughs> hard for us. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're not. It's we're not. Up, we're not up to this task.
0: No. Challenger explosion. Yeah, that was another. That was one. bad. I think in our lifetimes, that's a top five. Challenger explosion. Yeah, maybe we should do our lifetimes. COVID nineteen. Challenger explosion. September eleventh. Uh, uh, you could couple. Oh uh, shoot! I guess you can couple in the Columbia explosion as well. Oh, OJ case. Oklahoma, oh, yeah. City. Oklahoma City, yeah. OJ, um, and then <laughs> I guess the, that's uh, just newsworthy. The the untold countless mass shootings that we've all lived through. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Columbine. Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook, Columbine, Sandy Hook. Probably. It's got dark, man. It's got dark. Okay, so why do we like lo- like revere the? Well, we don't revere it, but why is the Chatham? The Challenger explosion more notable than that Columbia explosion. It's the same thing.
1: I think it was when Columbia happened, as awful as it was, we'd been through it with the Challenger maybe.
0: Yeah, probably so. Also, yeah, exactly. Exactly what Gordon said. But also we all have that memory of the TV cart rolled into our – I guess you guys weren't in school yet, but rolled into our. I was in kindergarten. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Okay. Rolled into your elementary school classrooms and um, and how because there was a teacher going up, how every classroom in America was tuned into this. It was like it was purposeful. You know, we're proud of this teacher going up. We want every student in America to watch this, and it was just you know I don't remember a whole lot from that age except I remember watching seven people die on TV and uh, not exactly knowing what was going on and then watching teachers cry. And and
1: I don't have any specific memory of watching the actual video in real time. Of course, I've seen it since then, but what I remember is what you just said that it was this big deal that it was a teacher. I remember my parents talking to me about it. I remember teachers talking to me about it and that was like really horrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah so that's why I think it's etched into our memories more because it was, it was a bigger event. And, um, I was living, I had just moved to Houston when Columbia happened. So it was a huge event there, but, um, but I think the national impact was far less. What is it? There's a theory that every 80 years, something like changing happens in American history. And we're like right at 80 since the, since the, um, World
1: War II. Well. Hmm. Yep. Oh yeah. Wasn't that what that guy Bannon was talking about?
0: Maybe so, yeah.
1: Didn't he write a book about that or have a documentary? Maybe he can work on a sequel when he's in prison.
0: <laughs> I think All now's right, a good time guys. to segue out of this <laughs> depressive hell <hellhole. laughs>
1: <laughs> This was a fun
0: one. <laughs>